made on Zencaster. But uh, okay, so we'll, okay, we'll, we'll chit chat about the show. You'll, we'll talk as much as you want about it, and then we'll talk about some gay ass shit or something. Sure, gay ass cool. shit. Always fun to talk about. God damn. <laughs> we're gonna make this show as gay as possible. Uh, this, this, show is, this is gonna be your pride episode. Hell yeah. Welcome again to another episode of Zio to Hero. On today's episode, we have a fantastic new guest. Uh, his name is going to be Clayton, and he's going. He's the lead. What? Uh, what is it? The lead animator, or um, I would call myself creative director, producer slash evil genius. Ah, well, let's just all bunch those together, and we'll just underneath the umbrella of neon lights. This is going to be interesting behind the scenes on that. And then we got Jim once again. How are y'all doing today? And hey, how about that? We're all in Texas, too. Yes. <laughs> yes. All in Oh, man. Uh, well, how's it going over there? Uh, you know, Houston is, is Houston. <laughs> <laughs> I'll agree. <laughs> A lot of cool things to do in Houston, but they're all in... Houston. 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 <laughs> uh, Houston. Houston is good. Uh, we're kind of in that uh, Texas winter right now where it's oh. it's like, you know, 60 degrees. And so everybody's got like sweaters and jackets and, you know, chains on their tires. Yeah. Dropped below 80. Yeah, yeah. 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 Texas, Texas winter. The second it drops below uh, 80, uh, second drops 70. below 80, we start thinking <laughs> about uh, February. You're like, it's getting cold, guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All over again. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let, let's. Uh, so the premise of tonight's episode is basically Clayton talking about his um, his uh, animated series of Neon Lights. It's uh, what do you? How would you explain it? So, in a nutshell, um, I always say it's kind of an homage to shows that I watched growing up as a kid. So, uh, you know, Power Rangers. Batman the Animated Series, X-Men. So all these shows I kind of watched growing up really influenced um, this new show, Neon Lights, um, but through an adult perspective, right? So we have, you know, adult topics and more like conversations about things that are quote unquote real world, um, you know, things that, that we face today, but it's in like a safe space of this kind of fictional setting. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's definitely an homage to like, Power Rangers, Super Sentai, and a lot of those, you know, Saturday morning cartoon shows that you would get up and watch and sit. Straight up Masked Rider. The one season of Masked Rider, it's directly related to that. Masked Rider, <laughs> hey, Mystic Knights of Tirna Nog. Oh, oh man. Talking about it. Yeah, oh, nobody right. ever says it. Deep cut. Two teenage alien fighters from Beverly Hills. Jeez. Yes. Like the Deke, the UPN, like the 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 complete Bandai ri or uh, Savan ripoffs. Like, let's ah, there we go. Cool. Yeah, yeah right. there you go. <laughs> all right. Well, see, they're not all wearing leather, right? So it can't be a complete knockoff ripoff of tattooed teenagers from Beverly Hills, right? That's true. That is. True. <laughs> yeah. And foil weapons. Do you, do you have foil weapons? If you don't, then you know you, you can't even reference it. No foil weapons, um, but we do have other weapons in the show. Um, but that is definitely something we can talk about 
at a later date. Um, Sweet. Yeah. So, so it, um, it, it's, it's been a passion project of mine for the last two years. Uh, I started working on it in December of uh, 2019. So this is pre COVID, like COVID was not a thing at this point, which is kind of hard to kind of imagine. Like, yeah. Back yeah. when you used to go to bars and stuff. Right. When you used yeah. to be able to go out and do things. So, so um, you drunk in your room alone. <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah so, so it, it just kind of started uh there with some some rough sketches i was watching one of my favorite movies blade runner um ah, yes yeah. wait which cut um the final cut okay fair enough okay <laughs> um because uh i always i i back to back blade runner and then 2049 2049 uh, was amazing. 2049 is one of the best movies ever. Dave made. Batista killed in that role he had for five minutes. Oh my <laughs> yeah, God. the five minutes he was on screen. That was amazing, <laughs> and he needs more work. Yeah. That's <laughs> But the rest of it was amazing, too. But the, that scene stood out for me, and it always will. So I, I had recently started getting back into Power Rangers um, around this time through the comic books, and I was watching um, Blade Runner, and, and I was just thinking – what would a ranger team look like in a, you know, cyberpunk setting? And so I just started doodling some sketches and then those sketches formed a story and that story became a script and that script became this animated series we've been working on for the last couple of years now. That was a great thought process. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 no, okay. So Billy and I got to watch the first couple episodes, uh, the first yeah. act and, uh, it Absolutely really, loved it, yeah. Oh yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I like watching it because it, it's more adult stuff told in you know a show. And with the recent rise of like Hasbro Hotel and stuff like that coming along, I really like this idea that we're getting more adult oriented animation. Mm-hmm. Makes any sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it tracks right, right. Okay, cool. I like it because it gives me more stuff to think about. That we deal with on a day to day basis, and yes, not gonna lie to you, not gonna lie, it was it, like I was watching and I was like, I've read stuff like this recently, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, ooh, yeah, okay, let's see what happens, yeah. And so, I, it kind of sucked me in, and uh, I'm gonna keep watching it, yeah, no, definitely, yeah. Well, thank you, I appreciate that. So, so yeah, act one that you watched was really like exposition heavy and focused on characters, um, because I talked to um, one of the actors from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers series and and kind of picked their brain a little bit about, you know, the the process of working with an ensemble cast. Mm. Um, The best advice that this person gave me was that you need to let each character have their moment to shine. Mm. And so that's where this thought process came in of having a single episode devoted to each character so that we get to know them early on before we really dive into the action. I like the idea you have going with it for like each character has her own like episode to start with. That was mm-hmm. fantastic. And you don't mm-hmm. get that very often. And each character has her own room to grow. Yes. And they all kind of lead back to itself. And I was like, ah, oh, okay. I'm okay with this. I like this. This was yeah, fun. Yeah. And, and that was, that's the only time that that happens with the show. Um, but essentially for anyone that's listening that hasn't, Uh, gotten a chance to check it out is that each episode focuses on a different character and all of these kind of threads converge towards the end of the episode 
Yeah. And so you've seen the same events play out from different perspectives and some things that you thought maybe one way, you know, unfold totally different because now you're seeing it how another character interprets it. Um, oh, so yeah, writing, writing that out and trying to kind of figure out how did these people come together? Yeah. Uh, it was a, it was a challenge. I'm not going to lie. Um, but Fair I, enough. I, I, that I, actually I, brings me to my next, uh, the, uh, I love how when, when you barely get into it, you're not hitting the ground running. Like you give a little, like a half episode of like backstory of how they came to and a little description throughout that episode of how they get these suits and, and how they uh, transport around and how they are able to get back and, and what they're going to deal with out there. Right, right. That was really, really important for me. Um, talking to my uh, script editor and some other people about um, just kind of establishing the, the rules of the world very early on. Yeah, oh yes. Um, because no matter how far-fetched your, your um, fiction may be, if you establish it as like, this is what it is, and it's, it, it, you don't stray from that, then the audience will buy into that. Yeah. You know, you'll be able to keep very your set, yeah, very set yeah. rules and stuff. And with their set rules, it's yes. gonna work. Yeah, as long as the rules are consistent. Yes, and, yes, yeah. Okay, that works it. for me. Yeah, that was, there's some. Uh, was there, there's a couple of shows where uh, where I've watched where the rules get kind of uh, loosey goosey at the end there, and I'm like, hold up, <laughs> hold oh. on, let's let's take that back three steps. What happened? <laughs> yeah, right. and I didn't no want to write myself into a corner. Um, so the, the entire story was mapped out before, you know, the scripts were written and there was a couple times I had to change where I initially was going to go with the story because I was like, Oh wait, these rules that I've established, I can't now bend them to go in the direction I wanted to with, with the overarching story. And so, uh, it was an interesting kind of path to navigate, but, um, I appreciate that, that, uh, that feedback. So, yeah, we established pretty early on what this universe is like, and, and we stick with it. And um, it's it's uh, been a challenge, but it's been a, a, a project that I've held near and dear to my heart. Now, and how how did you how did you like transfer like the story between the pe- the voice actors? Like, how did you? Because I know during COVID, everything was basically uh, video chatting and stuff. How did that play out? You know. <laughs> So, so um, I had started talking to some of my actors um, before COVID happened and talked to them about the idea and they were 100% on board with it. And so I'm like, okay, yes, let's do this. And then all of a sudden the world just shuts down. And that was, honestly, that was good for the project because it gave me time to just like dedicate all of my time to um, you know, I learned new skills and kind of honed and craft. Um, but it was a giant question mark of, will we be able to actually make this thing happen? Fair enough. Um, yeah. So in March, when kind of COVID first started coming out and everything started shutting down, I had already booked a space, uh, a recording space in okay. uh, for July. So uh, as we started getting closer to the date, um, I think it was the day before or two days before then new information started coming out about like how COVID is transmitted and the airborne nature of it. Yeah. 
And so we get a call from the recording space and they're like, I'm sorry, we have to cancel your contract. Oh, you man. can refund it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, okay, we good. <laughs> um, good. And so then it was it was put on kind of this indefinite hold. Um, yeah. But I wasn't going to really take no for an answer. At, by this point, you know, it had been seven months worth of work. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't want to see that just kind of go to waste. Because I know if I, if I gave in to just kind of letting it go, I was never going to pick it back up. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough, yeah. yeah. So I started just kind of refining the script and the dialogue. Um, and in December of 2020, um, we finally were able to get together. So I found a hotel that was actually right across the street from where I live. Um, and they had a space that was big enough that we could all spread out. And all of the actors were facing a wall, so nobody was talking at each other. And everybody had temperature checks before they came in, mm-hmm. um, because this was pre-vaccine. Yeah. Um, oh, right. Every, there was hand sanitizer and everything at every station. Um, and all the actors were more than six feet apart. So um, we took every safety precaution we could. We followed the, the Texas uh, Film Commission COVID safety guidelines. Okay. Kind of planning. Very nice, stuff. yeah. Um, and so all of our, we have, we have nine lead actors and they were all in the same space together. Um, and then we had a couple minor roles that had some just dialogue here and there, um, just kind of flavor text or to kind of help with the world building aspect okay. of the show. And they sent their lines in remotely. Okay. Oh, nice. Now I, I got to make the dumb joke really quick. Were they all just talking to the wall? <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, it. I'm done. That was it. I'm done. <laughs> well, it when I was kind of navigating through this was I was listening to, there's a voice director. Uh, Cause this, I'm a theater director. This is my first time working in the world of like voice directing. Um, so Andrea Romano, who you don't know, you may not know the name, but you know her work. Um, okay. Avatar, Batman, Cora, uh, like any, animated show that you watched in the 90s or early 2000s she was the voice director on uh, oh yeah i know i know what you're talking about she did all that really cool stuff yeah um she did everything uh, she has a podcast she doesn't but she was she was a guest on a podcast okay okay, okay. oh okay when she get a podcast <laughs> and um yeah she, the 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 best advice she gave was that if you have the chance to get all of your voice actors in the same room at the same time do it because they can feed off of each other and give a more natural line read oh that like, makes so much uh, sense though uh, yeah. yeah and i can agree with that entirely because yeah. uh, i did a big project with uh 14 people recently mm-hmm. and that was a nightmare <laughs> Yeah, that was difficult <laughs> to say the least. Wow. And they were all remotes. Everyone was everywhere else. And oh man, oh, and it's, cool. and you know, remote can absolutely be done. You know, that's it's kind of the standard of how it's done. Um, you know, but you're also talking about voice actors who have been doing this for 15, 20 years who give you know eight different line reads of the same line, and so the the voice director has options to play with. You know, yeah, right. and. Uh, a lot of my cast, they've done stage or film, um, but a lot of them were very new to voice acting as well. So I needed to get that natural um, sound. Right. Real quick, did, did you do all the voice work at once, like for the whole series? 
Yes. So, so it was done over two weekends. It was four days to uh, Saturday, Sunday, and then Saturday, Sunday, we came back. Um, each day was about eight hours. Um, oh, wow. And we recorded all 49 episodes within those four days. Wow. And, and the thing is, is that, you know, we didn't have time to do a table read. So oh, y'all went just firing off the hip. Uh-huh. We, we yeah. recorded the episode and then we recorded it a second time. And then we did any line pickups that we needed to go back and re-record. Mm. Um, because again, we hadn't ever gotten together and I didn't, I didn't know if this was even going to work. Well, um, I'll tell you but, one thing. It came out pretty good for what, yeah. what, what you put into it. It's pretty solid. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, if I can ask another question here, uh, now you say that the the show is based on the premise of like real life situations and like a more cyberpunk thing. Mm-hmm. Now, did y'all did you base those base those incidents off of like real life events that has happened to you or like any other voice actors or? Um, yes and no. Um, so I wanted to make sure that I didn't self insert as a writer. And say, you know, just kind of write this glorified fan fiction about my life. Um, you know, right. I wanted to make sure I didn't do that. But I wanted to make sure I hit topics that I thought were relatable to everyone. So one of the big things that I had was um, I, I, I wanted to have a very diverse cast. Okay. Um, that was one of the, the big things that got me hooked on Power Rangers as a kid. Um, seeing um, black actors, Asian actors, um, you know, all working together with you know, white actors. And, and so my perspective as a cisgendered gay white male is very limited. And so when I talked to my actors, um, uh, you know, of color or um, from marginalized groups, I said, this is what the character is. Tell me your perspective. And then I just shut up and listened. And yeah, yeah. solid advice right there. Yeah. Uh, how do you want me to portray this character? Um, you know, what are some things that you can tell me about your own personal experience that you want to see included? It was you uh, just you won't know, yeah. and if uh, you don't, you can't write it. Plain and simple. That's yeah. a fantastic idea. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, I love like how you in like uh, the episode you inserted like there was like a um, tension filled love interest at one point. And it's it brings it up in there, and I actually like that. And that's when the dog came in, and that's how yeah. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, so it was it was just one of those things where my perspective is very limited. I think the best ideas come from collaboration. Um, yeah. So I just had an honest conversation with all of my actors um, and got their perspectives before I wrote a single word of dialogue. Fair, very fair. Okay, I have I like a question it. for you real quick. Uh-huh. I got one. So there's a lot of uh, robotics. Like, yes. uh, was that like a was that a was that original idea or is that coming later? Uh, what do you mean? Can you elaborate? Some? So like um, prosthetics, the whole prosthetic stuff, yes. all that whatnot. Was that an original idea or was that fleshed out in a, in a second take or something like that, or was it originally supposed to be there? So. Um... You know, the, the cyberpunk aesthetic, you know, there's very much like people will have prosthetic limbs. Yeah. Um, and so it, it is a story beat um, at the end of Act One, uh, which is available now on YouTube. You can go check it out. 
um, they our team gets caught in this sort of experiment gone wrong. Mm-hmm. And not to dive too far into spoiler territory, but uh, it, it deals with how their cybernetics are affected. Okay. Right. Oh. Makes more sense. Okay. 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 Cool, 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 cool. Because I was like, okay, so, you know, you have cyber, uh, you know, you have prosthetic legs, prosthetic hands, prosthetic middle sections, prosthetic eyes. That was a cool idea. Right. That was really cool. That was a right. sad story, too. Oh, my God. Like, I'm sitting <laughs> there, I'm like, really? Damn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And- <laughs> no. And that, that's kind of a, a recurring theme um, uh, as far as with the prosthetics are what, concerned. being sad? You'll <laughs> 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 we'll see how they come into play much later on. Uh, as right. Okay, okay. Stop there. You don't, I don't want any more spoilers because yeah. I really, really want to watch this. Because I know it's coming from you. You know the whole story. But I want to see this come to, I want to, see this come to fruition. Yeah, yeah. Definitely want to see how it plays out from what I've seen. i got a buddy who will spoil stuff for me all the time, and I hate it. Yeah, and that's why we lock it. <laughs> I'm not just the house. Let's just I'll, I will tease it a little bit just to, to okay. entice okay. you to keep watching. Okay. I'll there you go. I'll, I'll allow that. Okay. Let's <laughs> yeah. swear. Motion passes. <laughs> but yeah, like I was sitting there watching it. It reminded me of uh Knights of Sidonia. Have you ever seen that? Knights of Sidonia on uh, Netflix. Um, yes, yes, I have seen that. Yeah. Where uh, where they have a lot of prosthetic like uh, one of the one of the main characters one of the main characters lost her hand and so prosthetic hand was mechanical. It was a really cool idea. And I'm like, oh that's cool. And it reminded me of that. And um what was the other one? Um it reminded me of Ultra Carbon as well. Okay. I, I saw like maybe the first ten minutes of the first episode. Uh well <laughs> it's a real cyberpunky like series, mm-hmm. and I was sitting there and like the story beats, I'm like this reminds me, uh, like, listen to story beats and stuff. And I'm like, this reminds me a lot of Ultra Carbon, Nicedonia, and a few other like cyberpunk esque series, like the Blade Runner series and stuff like that. So yeah. it was just hitting all the major hit, like it was hitting all the hits. And I was like, okay, all right, this is gonna be well, fun. Yeah. Well, I love how cyberpunk as a genre is becoming just kind of slowly more and more mainstream. Um, we're seeing more projects of it coming out. Um, some. Really good, some not so good. Looking at you, yeah. CD Project Red video game. Um, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> but um, it, you know, it's one of those things where uh, I felt like it was an untapped uh, setting for a Power Rangers style or Super Sentai style. Uh, Watch the next series yeah. of Power Rangers is completely cyberpunk. Like, damn, it. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> I'm like, I'm done. Because you, you, we had a, we had a, we had Beast Morphers, which is kind of cyberpunkish. Well, the bit. other cyberpunk one would be like RPM. Yeah, that right. was pretty so, fun. So RPM DNA runs heavily through Beyond Lights because it's one of my favorite seasons of Power Rangers. Uh, same here. Yeah, um, it, It's so good. And it proved that cars can work. Yes. You know, <laughs> they had yep. all the teams prior. Cars can work. Uh, but cars with googly eyes can work right. really, really yes. well. <laughs> and whales whales is flying ships it totally works it does <laughs> but, but you know where, where rpm had led more into like the the mad max style dystopian future mm-hmm. i wanted something that was more you know the philip k dick george orwell like blade runner style you know i robot setting Fair enough. there you go man now oh, that's now the cool. question that's Everybody. gonna gonna bug me is do they get zords later on or is it like a work in art process uh, so so the word zords is a copywritten word owned by hasbro oh no way giant robots giant robots not, yeah 
shorts. <laughs> Sentient suits. <laughs> um, are there things that they acquire later on in the series? You will just have to keep watching to find out. You tease. Yeah. But I'm happy I can finally talk about it now that it's out. Yeah. Um, so so thank you so much for, for indulging me. Oh um, yeah, no problem, yeah. man. Like oh, this yeah. community is growing and like we can bring in small projects like yours and get it like more exposure and everything else. And I love this community because a, it's very diverse and it's growing all the time and more people are getting back into power Rangers yeah. mm-hmm. and the more content that we can find and get out there, the better, like it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's all coming together and quality content's getting made. Right. And I'm really right. proud yeah, of this. That's, that's key. Um, there are so many great um, fan series, which I think kind of kept the, the brand alive in mm-hmm. another in, in a different way. Um, that have brought a lot out in in the community itself, um, and that, oh, yes. when, you know, for me personally, um, there are seasons that are unwatchable of Power Rangers. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yes, they've not aged well. Uh, granted, I'm not the target demographic for those seasons. Yeah. Um, but for the older fans that are craving something in this genre. Um, you know, it, it's these fan series that have kept it going, you know, in some aspects for them um, until you started getting things like the comic books that were more geared towards you yes. know, us old fans. Yeah. Oh, the comics were freaking great. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have sung the pra- I don't sing, but I have talked the praises of <laughs> many <laughs> of the comics. <laughs> oh, I, I have talked the praises of Boom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They nailed it. Oh and, my goodness. And I and I also I love like how like small time creators uh I love just talking to them because I love to see the the love, the passion, the blood, sweat, and tears they put into this. And to see it actually grow and knowing, hey, I talked to you know, I talked to Clayton uh, you know, back when he was on YouTube. Now he's got a slot on, you know, ABC or something in the mornings, you know. It's right, always well, cool. And that, right, we're gonna come find you if you make it rich. God yeah. <laughs> this is like there's a contract here. Gentlemen's <laughs> agreement. Yes. Um, if, if, if the show continues, um, you know, and I, I'm fortunate enough to be able to continue working on this show, um, I would love to use it as a pitch deck um, to present awesome. to you know different agents and say, you know, this is the idea that I have. These are the amount of you know subscribers or views that we have or hours watched. Um, yeah. I think there may be something here, you know, if, if it catches on. Um, but ultimately it's, for me, it's not about the amount of people that watch the show or follow us or subscribe. It's really about telling the story. Um, as a theater director, I am first and foremost, I love telling stories. Um, I love connecting yeah. with an audience and I felt like there was a story that needed to be told here. Um, because when I was writing the show, um, you know, in, in the height of COVID and the throes of everything that was going on in the summer of 2020, which feels like forever ago. The fever dream of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, it feels like it was so long ago, but it was just last year. Um, you know, whatever side of the aisle you were on, you know, everybody had an opinion. Um, mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. that's another reason I wanted to tell a story of, uh, you know, act one focuses on perspective you know, different characters' perspective because we all see things differently. And 
it doesn't invalidate your opinion. Um, you know, it's just not how I see it because my perspective is different because I have different life experience. Right. Right. Uh, and so, so for me, first and foremost, it was all about telling a, a, a good story. Um, okay. You know, we'll tack the, the um, giant robots and the, the, the neon glow. On there. <laughs> like yeah. really bright spandex. It's not spandex. <laughs> <laughs> And giant, yeah. uh, giant uh, piloted robots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that may or may not be coming soon. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Not judge him. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So I, I did like that about Arc One because you know we we I watched Arc One and it yeah. I love I love more like character driven stories than just large arc stories and mm-hmm. I love that. Like I'm, yeah. I'm like I'm having a a semi hard time getting the foundation right now because it's more of a bigger arc story than it is like a character driven one. Like it's good, but it's just hard to watch sometimes. Cause like, I want to know more what's going on with the characters and how they're seeing the world revolve around them. And mm-hmm. you did, you, you nailed that. I love, I love yeah. how you started off the series. I'm you. guessing it's going to continue on like that, right? Where you're going to see from their point of view still. Yes. No. So well, no. So Act One is. I'm only, done. It, <laughs> act One is the only the only time that that happens. Um, but because this is a such a it's it's a smaller scale show, mm-hmm. um, it Act Two kind of follows this this um, very specific formula where um, there it's broke. The episodes are broken kind of into two parts. Okay. Intermission in the middle. So yeah. part one, it is these character-driven scenes um, that are uh, characters are paired up with each other, and you see that character development and those relationships develop. I'm cool with that. Uh, yeah, I love that kind of stuff. Part two is so usually at intermission, that is going to be the henshin or transformation sequence right before intermission, and then right. part two of the episode is usually the go beat up the X Y Z. Yeah. Oh well, you're throwing a Z in there. I don't know if I can deal with that, but X Y, yeah, <laughs> yeah, knock it out. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, in the first fight, basically, you you do get to see how they do struggle with it because they oh, were man. all different yeah. ways. Yeah, it's, it's, it is a struggle bus. Um, <laughs> you know, because because these characters uh, they don't start off necessarily liking each other. Yes, um, yes. and they don't get along well. Would you say that they would be like animosity between them or just like, hey? Um, I don't think there's necessarily animosity. It's more so of uh, they, they're they not used to working together with people as a team. That's right. Uh, you know, some of them are lone wolves um, that have relied on just themselves to to get by in this in this setting that I've created. And so... You know, there are people that want to charge in there and, you know, get the, the finishing hit in. Um, and that causes problems when there's other people that have the same mindset. And so you have people that accidentally punch each other or run into each other. Trying to be the star. Uh, dang it. Teamwork makes a dream work, right? It does. It does. And so that's, yeah. that's one of the kind of underlying themes of act two was just, you know, learning to work together and cooperate with people. It's that not how you calm down. Spoilers. But yeah, no, it, it, I'm looking forward to this. I want to see more of those. I love character interactions. Um, yeah. It reminds me a lot of 
how the Russos handle like uh, Avengers and stuff, where they have a lot of character interactions and stuff. You get to see how characters interact with each yeah. other. And so you got yeah. 49 episodes of that coming up. I'm looking forward to this because I, I want to see this because I yeah. love characters. Well, and I, I think you you definitely hit the nail on the head with one of the inspirations being the Russos. Um, and, and I think kind of Marvel as a whole, um, you know, that same format of you have these individual movies that focus on characters and then you have the big team up, you know, of oh, yeah. movie, right? Um, but they allowed their characters time to breathe. Mm. Oh, yes. Before you dive into it. So. Uh, not like a, not like the first iteration of Justice League? <laughs> well, we're not going to go there because I'm still a little salty. Uh, <laughs> the, the Snyder Cut was a lot more fun. <laughs> oh, fantastic. I'm I mean, just was- not, you know, went to that midnight showing of Justice League and uh, uh, I I I feel for your soul. I'm sorry. Like I watched it like when it, a couple of days after it came out, I watched it and I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it was kind of funny here and there, but that's about it. That was it. Like I yeah. liked I liked Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne. That was amazing and you screwed it up. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm yeah. mad about this. I was more mad about that than anything else. Like okay, Cyborg being a Terror, like I was sad, so sad. But I'm really <laughs> mad because he ruined the Batman movie we could have had. Because had that Batman movie, and he ruined it. He ruined it. I only saw the Snyder cut. I don't know. I had to sit through God four hours. I was like, oh man, what is going on? Hey, there's there's act scenes where you can get up, walk around, and cry a little bit because you just got emotionally damaged, and then you go back and keep watching. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Like that was brutal. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Are you okay? No. No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, so, although the we're not getting the Ben Affleck Batman movie, the Robert Pattinson the Batman that looks amazing. Oh, I'm looking forward God. to that so hard. Oh my gosh. Oh um, my that. Okay, so the first time, the first scene you see for that one, not the first scene, but the, the first trailer that came out like what two years ago. Oh my trailer. god. The first like fandom teaser? Uh I think so. Yeah. The very first one. He just beats down that dude and just keeps yeah. going. Oh my god. That was insane. <laughs> I stopped everything I was doing and just re- like rewatched it. I was like, I gotta watch this again. That was oh. bananas. Well, what was crazy for me is that they only used they had only shot like 30% of the movie by the yeah. time they cut that trailer. What? Yeah, it's gonna be yeah. nuts. <laughs> Yeah, and so there was they they hadn't finished you know shooting at all, and and um, and so the fact that we got that much awesome stuff out of just thirty percent of the movie yeah. being shot, I mean, I, I go in there prepared to have your head blown off. Yes, right? <laughs> no, let me rephrase that. Or let me rephrase that. Prepare to go in there and have your explode. Like, yeah, my yeah. explode. <laughs> like in the Kingsman explode. Like. Poof. Oh yeah, <laughs> the <laughs> color. Now, now, the question is though: Are you like Marvel or DC, or do you have like you know your favorite Marvels and your favorite DCs? All right, so I always get a little—no <laughs> offense—I always get a little irritated by that question because why can't you be both? There you go. Right? See, yeah, um, I think both properties do really solid work in certain things um i think marvel hits it out of the park obviously with their live action films well, fair um, enough, yeah. dc and their animation is incredible dc's They're... doing some incredible stuff with with animated series and and um you know you, as much as i don't particularly care for the cw shows like oh. they have an audience yeah they do um, yeah 
Yeah. I, I was part of that audience for there for a little bit too. I really liked the Flash till like season four and right. the that's Arrow till season watching. five, and I was like, "What happened?" <laughs> that's when I stopped watching. But but yeah. they're all, you know they, they they each do respective things very well. Um, I I I thoroughly enjoyed Harley Quinn. Yes, Seppel, that was fantastic. Harley Quinn is incredible. I laughed so um, hard. <laughs> and I loved that they, you know, they teased that we're going to get the, the Ivy Harley relationship at the end. I want that. It was great in the comics. I want to see more of it. Mm-hmm. And I love Alan Tudyk as Clayface, Clayface and the Joker. He, did, yes. he doubled, he double dutied for that. And it was great. <laughs> Alan um, Tudyk can do no wrong. He can. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, and, and also, you know, even indie properties. I'm glad that we're we're starting to get some indie properties into like mainstream, like Lock. Resident. Oh, sorry, Resident Alien. Sorry, Alan Tudyk, other show, Resident Alien. Oh. Watch it. It's great. Resident and, Alien. Yes, he's in oh, it. He's the lead star in it. It's hilarious. Okay, okay. indie properties. Keep going. Um, so yeah, Lock, Lock and Key <laughs> got its season on Netflix. I don't know if uh, either of you have seen that. I've seen the first couple episodes of it. It was a little wow. weird, but it's on my to continue to watch list. What's and, it What's it called? Lock and Key? Yeah. Key. yeah. Um, I'll have to and, keep an eye out. Um, it, it, there, there's one, it's one of my favorite comics. Um, the, the adaptation was terrible, um, but Why the Last Man got a Hulu adaptation. They've already oh. canceled it. Um, it's oh, not going to be season two. It, it, um, it was on my to watch list. I actually, I, I, I knew, I knew about the comics, and I saw the trailer for it. I was like, oh, this is really like I knew the comics existed. I'm like, oh, this could be fun, mm-hmm. and then I just haven't watched it yet. It and was so it, it the, the TV show. There were so many behind the scenes problems that uh, uh, okay. they recast the lead male like after they had filmed it and something. Yeah, I know there was a recasting issues and um, refilming. Uh. Yeah, so. It, it just didn't work for me. Um, but Lock and Key is one of my favorites. It's written by Joe Hill, which is Stephen King's son. So that okay. might be oh. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah, it's it's one of my favorite properties. So yeah, DC, Marvel, Indies, you know, if if it's a good story, I'm game. I'm here for it. Fair Umbrella Academy? That, that ah. up. Yeah, that's another great example of an indie that has mm. translated well yeah. and, and started to find an audience. Oh actually God. got me into it i watched the first episode i was like oh this is actually really good hazel wow. is my spirit animal hazel i love hazel so much <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> the bird watching lady yeah no no yeah. hazel's the, the the guy with the beard the Wait, guy with the, the oh 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 that guy yeah yeah, yeah. yeah hazel okay hazel. i love hazel he, he's <laughs> so like just anti what he's just like if i get paid i'll work if i don't get paid I want to go have donuts. And I'm like, done. I win. This guy's a spirit animal. This yeah. guy's great. And he has some of the best lines in the whole series. And that's all I'm going to say. If you haven't watched it yet, I recommend it. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a really good one. I need to watch season two. But I mean, it's you at, fun. You look at like Boom Studios with what they did with Rangers. Like Boom is an indie, well, indie it's label, right. Yeah. You know, and, and they still produce like a lot of like smaller, you know, low key, like, like uh, comics. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rangers being like probably one of their biggest. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the thing that took them out. Of, like that's that's the thing that took them out of the indie market kind of thing. That makes any sense. It, it, it bolstered them a lot. Yeah, and it, they knocked out the park with it. Um, I think who was, dang it, because I remember it was Power Rangers came to them about it because they had someone who worked within the show or something like that come to do art or storyboard stuff for another show. It was a really cool, like, how it happened. Okay. And oh, what was it? 
it was Saban at the time was like, hey, can you guys make like a run? And I think it was Saban. Like whoever owned it at the time was like, can you guys just make like a one couple issues run, see how it goes? And they nailed it. And they just kept going with it. Yeah. It was, uh, then we got year one and then year two, the Go-Go series. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kyle Higgins did did uh, the the series. I think up until Shattered Grid was his last big arc. Yeah, uh, and then he went on to do, I believe, Radiant Black. Okay, he's Radiant Black is. I recommend it. I've recommended it multiple times on this show already. Read okay. it. I'm not gonna spoil it. <laughs> read it. Yeah, read the first. Read the first comic. If you don't like it, go to hell. <laughs> Second comic. If you don't like it, I, I get it. Give give comics more than one comic to figure it out. Yeah, so uh, it's just the the Ranger comics were what got me back into the show, honestly. And to actually see see some of the Rangers uh, uh, from the comics get produced into the toy line is actually really cool as well. Yeah, yeah. I want Omega Rangers so bad. I want them. Yeah, (laughs) they are so cool. uh, um, So I'm not sure if you have played the Renegade Studios tabletop game. Um, Oh no, no. No, but um, I'm pretty sure I'm getting that for Christmas at some point. Okay. Well, one of the newest expansions coming out has the Omega Rangers and the, the Solar Ranger, Solar Purple uh, in it. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm yeah. looking forward to this. Um, yeah, I, I know that someone's looking for me for Christmas for a tabletop game because she really, really wants to get me in the tabletop games. Ah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> a fun little co-op game. Um, but yeah, when I was reading through the, the, the comics, I was like, I don't know who half these characters are. Cause I quit watching the show during turbo. Yeah. Who the hell is Kimberly? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Come on now. You can't do that. <laughs> uh, but like, like TJ, Cassie, Andros, Ashley, like I didn't know anybody from in space, uh, Carlos and, and beyond. And so when these, oh, characters man, yeah, you, on, you left at like the best season too. in space was the best like Zordon season. Oh. I thought you said you you meant turbo. Oh, I was about to come through the screen. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you left that you left it in space, and in space was I left just before a master in space, class. Thank you very much. In space, oh. so, so when I started reading the comics, and I, I needed to go back and watch these seasons um, and to figure out who these characters were, and some of these seasons, even today, like as an adult viewer, really hold up. Yeah. In space mm-hmm. being one of them. In space, in space was fantastic. Excellent characters, and and you know once I kind of learned the backstory on these seasons as well, like it started to make a little more sense. So like in space and RPM both, I love both of those seasons. Both when of they were were about to you know cancel the brand. Like yeah, that they, was, they, that was yeah. it. That was the last hoorah. And yeah. so like when they when they're under the threat of cancellation and they're like, let's do whatever we want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Good stuff out of it. Did you uh did you ever uh did you watch Jungle Fury by any chance? That is in my top five favorite seasons. Yeah, yeah. dang. <laughs> All right, there we go, buddy. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Um, oh, and it's man. the best theme song, by the way. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. Pretty solid theme song. Yeah. It's a it's I mean, hey, <laughs> pretty solid. Thousands yeah. emo kid that still lives inside of me. Yeah. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Uh, it was it was a pretty solid song, yeah, pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's definitely in my top five favorite seasons. I I want the Wolf Ranger. I want one so bad. If they ever make a lightning f- collection figure for oh, him, I they hundred percent will. 
Yeah, eventually, they, yeah. Yeah, they have to. <laughs> now, um, okay, let me guess. Did you ever watch the video of uh, Leo r- ripping his shirt off? Like, ripping his shirt off? And you're like, who is that? <laughs> um, no. I, so so I didn't know about Leo or Lost Galaxy until after I got past In Space. Mm-hmm. Um, watched Lost Galaxy. And, yeah, that was that was a nice little view for... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, ripped. And then you know you got Cole the next season. And you're like, what happened to you? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like what happened? The quality of Ranger just dropped. What happened? Lightspeed <laughs> <laughs> Rescue. Uh, Lightspeed no. Rescue. Um, was that the next? Because because I have Lost yes. Galaxy, Lightspeed, then Wild Force. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because because I as Carter was a badass. He came right after another badass, and then it went to not a badass. I, I went through Lightspeed Rescue. I, I got about um, twelve episodes in, thirteen episodes. Mm-hmm. The first big, the Titanium Ranger story arc. Yeah. Oh right. There, and I was like, you know what? I'm not feeling this season. Uh, fair enough. Yeah. No, yeah. It's all good. Everyone, everyone can have their their season they don't like. Like I don't like Operation Overdrive. I just That's I can't my, get into it. That is my mm-hmm. favorite season. That is my number one. Oh, that's terrible. I'm sorry. Oh, there's beef now. <laughs> no longer best friends. <laughs> no, they had that great, the, the great, uh, uh, once a ranger. That was fun. Oh yeah. A lot of fun. And the twist for the, the red ranger being a robot. That was interesting. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, cool idea. Terrible execution. And the, the Butler, the guy who did the Butler. Fantastic. And, uh, Oh, what's his name? Um, uh, the guy who's in like SPD, uh, who's a ninja steel, the, 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 the guy with the eyebrows. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, he was, he was the, the Yeti in operation overdrive. Okay. Yeah. So he was, he's been in a while. Oh my goodness. He's been, he's been putting the work in, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> putting the work in for a little while. It, there, there, there were just some seasons. Like I gave it a shot. I just couldn't get into, it just wasn't for me, but you know, um, it definitely not going to yuck someone's yum. Have you been keeping what? up with the recent uh, season? I've not. I've ah. not. Uh, all of my free time is spent working on Neon Lights. Um, Fair enough. So I, I, I have not had time to watch anything. Gosh, I haven't seen. So I haven't seen like the the Neo Saban era, like Samurai and ah. Steel. Um, I kind of just choose. Um, watch Dino Fury. Uh, or Dino Charge season one. That's a good season. Yes. Season two, take with a huge grain of salt. Okay. Uh, and then watch Beast Morphers and uh, Dino Fury. That's all you got to watch. You're fine. Yeah. Okay. The rest of them are hit and miss. Like there's some there's some fans for them, but they're really hit and miss. And mm-hmm. watch them at your own pace. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's kind of if what I have to, to do. Um, I, I find that I'll put them on as like background noise while I'm working. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, it, if it's a good season, like then I start to stops, feel interested yeah. and I stop working and I start paying attention to what's happening on the screen. So I got to usually pick something I've already seen before. Or so. I'm, I'm in the same <laughs> boat. Like my, my, uh, my random noise sound is Simpsons. So I just play that in the background. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I've seen every episode a few times. So it's like, I know it's going to happen. So it's just my background yeah. noise now. I'm like, I know what's going to happen. Yeah. That's how yeah. mine is too. I, I usually have family guy or American dad in the back. I know we are not creative at all. No, nah. <laughs> <laughs> we know we are. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh man. Okay. I, I do have one technical question for you. So what are you using to do your illustrations with? You yeah. I'm asking. 
What do you mean? So like what, what's your tech process? Okay. So, so the process for creating an episode, um, all of the, we, we have two types of illustrations. So we have puppets and we have static shots. Okay. Um, so mm. the puppets are any of the um, models that move, um, any that turn their head or blink or, you know, change point fingers or, so those are called puppets. And those illustrations are composed of anywhere between 150 to 300 different tiny illustrations. Okay. Wow. So, so I have, uh, I, I've commissioned a wonderful artist um, named Ashmish who has um, redesigned, he, he, he kind of upgraded all of our puppet art. Okay. Um, and then the other artist, Eric Delgado, who did all of the facial art. So one, one artist did the face, okay. another artist did the body. Um, but the way that the, the, the kind of the workflow is, is that my wonderful, wonderful sound engineer, his name is Robert McNeil. I could not do this show without him. Um, he takes the, the raw audio yeah. and he cleans it up and then adds the sound effects or does like Foley sounds for it. Um, any of the sounds that I need and he'll send me sections of it every day. Um, for me to either thumbs up or, you know, give notes and feedback on. Yeah. Once he does all that, he uploads that. I put it into Adobe Character Animator is what I use. Okay. And so oh. I... And Don't so say, I, oh, like you know what you're talking about. I know what he's talking about. It's, I know. I got the gist of it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I um, animate everything in Character Animator, and I really like the program. It, it's not user-friendly. Um, Fair enough, yeah. It's got a steep learning curve, but the thing that really attracted it, me to it was that um, these puppet models, you can set them to lip sync what oh, the audio cool. track is. And so it registers all of the different sounds. It has like 12 different sounds it can recognize. And okay. so there are 12 different mouth illustrations. And so when it hears that sound, then it makes that mouth shape. That's um, really cool. Ooh. Okay. So, I was wondering how you did that. I was like, I don't know enough about illustration like and animation. I, I really wow. don't. All I know, like what I've built figure out is from uh, like VisiPop and like their work on stuff and like their, their Twitter things. Because yeah. they're pretty open about Twitter and what they do. So mm-hmm. I, I like it's, it's a lot of work. And I'm like, every yes. time I see it, I get blown away. And I do audio I do audio work, so I know how much work goes into that. Uh-huh. But I was wondering what your process was on the other end, like your, your animation yeah. process. So so after we do the animations, then I put it into After Effects, which okay. lets me do like a lot of compositing and layering different animations on top of each other. Then after it's in After Effects, I put it in Premiere Pro and take all of the parts together to form the episode. Um, and then I make the episode twice. I make one episode without any underscore or music. Okay. And then I make the episode again with all the underscore music. If I, you know, if I put the music in and I can't hear the actors because it's too loud, then I can okay. just. You know, so you're not doing the uh, Chris uh, Christopher Nolan thing where the music gets way too loud and it's. I tr- I'm trying not to, but sometimes, sometimes <laughs> it, you know, because the episodes play different on your device, right? So it's going to sound different on your phone versus oh. on your computer. Yeah. Um, so I try to keep it as balanced as I can. Fair enough. Um, Let me ask you this because it, you you did say something about um, the puppets. Uh-huh. The okay. So my question for the puppets, because I, I I'm legitimately curious about this because I know I'm a huge nerd. Are the puppets modular? Like you can like all the pieces or like you can interchange pieces like the hand pieces and stuff. Like you can like 
different hands? Yes. Like, so, okay. Well, so um, some of the models have like five or six different hand drawings, and then okay. I attach those hands to specific buttons uh, called triggers. So when I okay. press, for example, if I press one, the hand will be open. If I press two, the hand will be closed. If I press three, it'll point. Okay. Um, but oh, wow. they're all, they all have to be illustrated. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, and, but you can just switch them out when you need to with it's yeah. the button, the triggers. Okay. That's really cool. Oh, that's cool. I was legitimately yeah. curious about that because like, I, I, I watch some of the stuff on Twitter and like a few things. I'm curious about it. My partner does her artwork and stuff and all this crazy nonsense. And I, I don't understand that because I'm not, sure. it's not my cup of tea. And I just, I'm, I want to ask you your ideas and your, your things. I've heard from her how she does it. And I was like, how do you do right. it? <laughs> I'm uh, curious. From, from start to finish, it'll take me about two weeks to, to complete an episode if I'm working on it, oh, wow. you know, consistently. And, um, and where do you, how did you get the, like the music to play? Uh, like the music, how did you, did you have somebody make it for you or did you like, um, a little bit of both. Uh, so I have a composer. Um, her name is Ashley Jana. Um, okay. She composed uh, seven songs for us. Um, and all of those are available on Spotify or Apple Music, wherever you I found them on uh, I found them on the iTunes. I was listening uh, to them. And, yeah. uh-huh. Oh, okay. Uh, so she composed those. Um, and then I co-wrote some of the lyrics on those songs. Um, and then some of it is uh, royalty-free music. Um, oh, okay. It, it was very important that I not get dinged with any like copyright infringement. So I same had... kind of music I use for you, Billy. It's fun. yes, I know <laughs> royalty free music. <laughs> yep. So I pay I pay an annual subscription rate um, to have access to a, a royalty free stock library, um, and yeah, it uh, it it's it's kind of like um, the first Halloween movie, right? The first Halloween movie was not scary until they added the music. Fair enough, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of the, the like, I, I was actually just watching the the uh, movies that made us. They did an episode on it, and they talked oh, about Oh, really? Okay, oh, that's I, still... I really need to watch more of those. Those yeah. are fantastic. Yeah. Like, ep- like documentaries. They had talked about, in the screening room, like, it was not scary until they started coming up with, like, the theme song and, and adding the music. And, and music plays so much uh, a part of the storytelling process. And so... Cool. Yeah, like uh, heck, uh, look at uh, look at Jurassic Park. Like, if mm-hmm. you, there's no music in that, it's not, it's not all yeah. inspiring. That moment, the first time you see the dinosaurs, it's in not that, all inspiring. Have you seen that that video of uh, Jurassic Park where they have like the bad harmonica playing over that? Person? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I gotta see this. I gotta see this. Yeah. Uh, okay, this is a, this is on my to look list. I, I know the one with the cat. Where he's like, oh my god! He pulls his sunglasses down, and like zooms out. It's like a cat being held up. It goes meow. <laughs> uh, no, the one with the harmonica is the best because it per- it perfectly captures how like music can change the tone of. <laughs> so, um, if you yeah. find it real quick, you can send it to the group chat. We can look at it. I'm yeah. sending it right now. Dude, got it right I gotta here. see this. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's uh, fine. It was about finding like the right song for the right moment. So I have playlists that are just like sad songs and happy songs. Yeah. So I just gotta find which okay, one. I gotta, well, you nailed nailed. You hit it out of the park because like when I first heard the music, I was like sitting, I was like jamming to. It. I was like, I had to rewind it a couple of times. Like, man, this is good. <laughs> yeah, really good. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> laughing like an idiot over here. <laughs> it's in the it's in the it's in the chat inside the window if you want to see it. Yeah, uh, I don't know it if it's gonna yeah. alter anything. Should it, no, should no, it won't. I, I just did. It's fine. Uh, you should be fine. But yeah, oh uh, yeah, no, your 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 music person killed it. We did a great job. And I like the music because I, I went through and I found it on the uh, the Apple Music. I was just listening to it. I'm like, oh yeah, no, this is this is a banger. Yeah, okay, cool. All thank right, you. thank you, thank you. Fair thank enough. Yeah, like, like your entire like production team has just because I know I'm guessing this isn't everyone's like first project, but I'm pretty sure it's the starting of projects for a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is like the first second project, and <laughs> I know inexperience is a thing. And like you guys are just killing it. Like you guys are doing a great job. <laughs> Sorry, so, I just I saw like it right it now. So God dang it. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn. That's great. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> that makes our point. Yeah, music is uh, a big key to it. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing is like for, for the longest time I was a lone wolf on this project and it was it was killing me. Uh oh. You know, I had no composer. I was going to record all the songs myself. Like I did the original puppets and they looked okay. Um, They were definitely rough. Um, And so I just, I needed help to get it to the quality I wanted it to be at. Um, So we had delay after delay and we were actually a week uh, back in May of 2021. We were a week from release and I had nine episodes ready to go. And I pulled the plug and it was the hardest thing I had to do in regards to the project. I said, you know what? It's not ready. Um, and I am not in a mental health headspace because I was started in the process of going through a divorce and my sister mm. had cancer and it was like, I, I oh, am wow. not ready. You know, like, Fair enough, man. like I completely understand exactly where coming from with that. I completely understand. And yeah. you know, uh, the decision to pull the plug on a project, you, your passion project is hard. And I get it. And you, you know, you made the right call. Like it can't like the stuff that's coming out so far. I like it. I'm enjoying it. And yeah, you also got to be in the headspace to be able you know, get it out there and keep nurturing it. If you don't have it, you just get it out there. It's not going to, right. It's, it's just going to die. Right. And no one will know about it. And sir, you are knocking on the park and I, I, like I enjoyed the first act. I'm ready for act two. I'm going to, I'm going to watch it. Uh, I'm going to, we're going to, we'll, we'll be putting up on the, the website. We'll be posting it everywhere. Every time an episode drops out because I'm a huge nerd. I like to do things like posting stuff to the Facebook. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate your support. It has been awesome. Um, talking to you guys about this stuff and, and thank you for taking an interest in the show. Yeah, well, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a banger, man. I'm looking forward to it. I really am. You guys. Thanks again for listening to our latest episode of Zero to Hero. Clayton has been a fantastic guest with giving his insight and background of Neon Lights. Thanks again, Clayton. Any last words? Yeah, thank, again, thank you so much for having me, guys. Um, so, plug yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, plug it. Plug yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's, uh, officially uh, with Act 2 on December 1st of 2021. So depending on when you're listening to this, it may be available now. Um, you can check us out on our Instagram at, uh, at Neon Lights Cast. Uh, or you can go to solo.to slash Neon Lights. And you can find links to all of our socials, including our official soundtrack, our YouTube channel, 
um, our Instagram, and I'm sure we'll have several things posting up there within the, the coming weeks and months. Actually, that's how I found your uh, your Apple Music stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there. That's where I found it at. Wow, there. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. You do a good job, man. <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah, be sure to check us out, and we would love to, to hear from you uh, in the comment sections. Sweet. Any last words, Jim? Uh, normal stuff. Uh, you know, headset radio if you're looking to get your project off the ground. And uh, uh, I'm pretty sure this episode is coming out on a Friday. Yes. Uh, yeah, Friday, because it, everything drops on Fridays. Um, because I'm the one who drops it, <laughs> I'm the one who puts it up. I know, I know what comes out. Uh, you know, basic stuff. You know, uh, I hope everyone enjoys their weekend, kind of thing, and have a nice time out there. Yeah. And then always remember, check us out on zero2hero.com or Facebook page Zero to Hero, and check us out on Spotify. Definitely having a fun time tonight. And remember, let's get animated. <laughs> 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 that was a horrible one. I, my bad. I had to stick with it. <laughs> oh, that was good. That's, that's good. Let's do this. <clears throat> I'm, I, I'm trying to think of a new way to do an intro. Oh, yeah? You're going to try to wrap it? Uh, no, I can't, I can't no. do that. <laughs> I would say if you're doing video, you can do an interpretive dance. Oh, do, oh my God. <laughs> I was just doing that today at work. <laughs> I was like doing a dance. I was like, I don't want to do the work today. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know that dance. <laughs> <laughs> um, 